0: How's it going, guys? It's Wednesday, May 5th, and you're tuned to Two and a Half Hoopers, Bino Udrich's favorite basketball podcast. I'm uh, here with Josh Rhodes. Hey, guys. And I know George liked, liked that one. I haven't heard Bino Udrick's name in a few years. He was
1: always like a budget baller in 2K when I used to play like the My Team mode. So, uh, salute.
0: Well, you're a budget baller when it comes to fashion in that $2 tank top, <laughs> but we're happy to have you. Full squad here. Um, we got a good podcast for you guys. Recap last year's a ball. Uh, George's halftime, which is... Pretty short but pretty sweet, and end it off. I'm gonna give the guys some questions. That I just I don't know I, I need to know the answers to. Uh, remember, if you like what you're, make sure to follow us at th Hooper's Instagram and Twitter. Um, last po- last post, I think it, Empire Records is back, so we're back on top. I'm feeling good he about. He leaves it.
1: us on red, man.
0: I <laughs> I they keep telling us to check our DMs. There's no DMs. I, I I'm starting to think it's a bot at this point, but uh, fingers crossed, it's not. Um, But we're going to get right into it. Monday, May 3rd. um, Magic beat the Pistons, 119-112. Hawks beat the Blazers, (coughs) 123-114. Contributing to the uh, stat that Josh brought a few podcasts ago, Blazers struggle against teams above 500. Uh, Sixers beat the Bulls, 106-94. And Jazz beat the Spurs, 110-99. First game we're going to talk about here, you know we had. Two Wizards beat the Pacers, 154-141. to This was all Russ. Um, That's really the main reason we're talking about this. Plus, you know, it's always fun watching the Wizards. Uh, Russell Westbrook had a historic stat line, 14 points, 21 boards, 24 assists. I believe ah. it, uh, I believe this, the historic was uh, most assists in a triple-double. Um, I know George was texting me. Is he going to catch Scotty Skiles? He did not. He did not. He did, six assists is a lot as well, but he did not catch Scotty Skiles. Uh, how many shots do you think he took this game, George? Four. Eight. so I guess ah. my, my point is mute because you low ball, it, thank God um, but yeah, Bradley Beal 26, Roy Hachimora 27, uh, so that's where those assists went and then for the Pacers um, almost I mean, as full squad as they're getting, they're missing Brogdon they're missing Turner, missing almost everyone but they did have Sabonis, they did have LeVert and they both scored over 30 uh, so not a whole lot to take from this game, a lot of scoring but I just want to, as the only other guy that likes Russell Westbrook on this podcast, George I want to hear from you first uh, yeah. So like you alluded to with,
1: uh, him breaking records, he is the only player in NBA history with multiple 20 rebound, 20 assist games. He broke that record previously held by Wilt Chamberlain. And anytime you break a record that was set by Wilt Chamberlain, you're in very good company unless, uh, you're Josh. So, uh, I mean, Russ has been absolutely <laughs> fantastic. He's He's taking them out of the mud, basically. I mean, they – and he he actually uh, said he was playing with a torn quad earlier in the season, which we kind of had speculated on because of the slow start. Now that he's fully healthy, he's basically shown us what he's been doing the last few years, and he's been incredible. And, I mean, I don't know if we're going to see another – I mean, I don't want to say, like, another player like him because, you know, it was, like, Oscar first and him. But, I mean, his, his play style and his motor is it's generational.
0: Yeah, so I see Josh in his blue light glasses tapping on his computer, trying to. And he maybe brought up a stat, you know, Russell Westbrook shot under 50%, you know, in the month of April. But I'll, I'll give a few more stats and I'll let Josh take us home here because, like I said, it's mostly just Russell Westbrook based. Um, he could average 0.0 rebounds and 0 assists for the rest of the season and still finish with a triple double. Um, he's averaging, I I believe 23, 11.5, and 11.5, which, I, whew, oh my goodness. And uh, like George said um, or alluded to, Scott Brooks, the coach of the Thunder Young Rust Brigade days and the Wizards coach right now, said that he is the second-best point guard of all time uh, behind all right. Magic Johnson. Now, I love the guy a lot. I believe it's a, it's a tad biased. Um, but, Josh, how does that make you feel?
2: Um, I'm going to need to see the MRI of his torn quad before I believe that sob story that he's trying oh, yeah, to incorporate. Oh, yeah,
0: Mickey Mouse legs. But, uh-huh. but George right. said it's an injury. He's injured.
2: But regardless, uh, it's not only Beal and Hachimori. The whole team got involved. Everybody that played uh, beside Raul Neto scored over 10 points. So that's that's a very good sign. They were putting... And Raul Neto, under. nine. Yeah. <laughs> the so the pace... Pacers couldn't play a lick of defense which is unfortunate but no Russell Westbrook is really playing out of his mind there's not much to say however I would I want to see this in the playoffs before we're talking <laughs> big things he break he's breaking all these crazy records but that's that's where the cookie crumbles right there come playoff time
0: okay well I'll, I'll be the first to say there will be one. Two playoff games for the Washington Wizards. Um, <laughs> okay. so, well, actually them, no,
2: because it, it, are both of it, them to play in, <laughs> the play-in, actually.
1: The play doesn't I, even count towards the playoffs, man. Yeah, exactly. I'll here's have to thing. figure is out. They're
0: no, they're they're gonna they're gonna make the playoffs. They're gonna win the play-in, they're gonna get into the playoffs. there will be there'll be seven Washington Wizards play playoff games. Two play-ins, and it's gonna go five. They're gonna get a game on Boston,
1: Charlotte, <laughs> Joel Indiana.
0: Those they, they, teams. I got huh. them against I got them against everyone in the play in. Boston? Even, even who's Boston? guarding Tatum? Who's guarding Tatum?
2: Who's guarding Westbrook? Kemba? She. Marcus Smart
0: You put Smart on Beal. Anywho, um, anything else to add from uh from this game? Uh no. Uh, Well, now it's time for the... uh, I know me and George caught it. It was a good time. Warriors beat the Pelicans, 123-108, in the uh, Marvel-themed ESPN2 game. Could have put on ESPN1. Shout out Draymond. Draymond was your MVP. That stands for Marvel Valuable Player. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's not it. Not to be confused with the MVP in football, but you know how that goes. Nickelodeon. Um, So, Draymond won this because... I'll break this down. It, I don't need to break it down. It's pretty simple. You get one point for points, rebounds, assists, um, made field goals, <laughs> so that stuff. You lose points for a missed shot and a, and a turnover. And Dremel uh, filled the box score, 10 points, 13 rebounds, 15 assists, three steals, two blocks, um, and only missed one shot. So even though Steph had you know his uh, usual 41 points, he was not the Marmol most viable player this time. Uh, but George, I know this was um, my look ahead, but you made the bold prediction that Pelicans are going to make the playoffs, and I know we'll touch on that a little bit. Um, this was a baseball style series, and they split the series one-one. So I would, I like you to kind of touch on both of them. But what did you think of the uh, Marvel style broadcast there? Because I thought it was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, I liked uh, a lot of the an- animations, you know, from the shots, the dunks, the little hero scoreboard on the bottom, and, you know, having, like, Richard Jefferson just being himself and, you know, having, like, the, Thanos- the Infinity he Gauntlet. He saved that broadcast because oh, yeah. it was a
0: blowout early, and he was, was just the- doing RJ things.
1: Infinity Gauntlet, Iron Man costume, I mean, doing everything. And, you know, they had, uh, like, a special Marvel guest. She helped a lot, too. But, uh, yeah, game-wise, I mean, Seth and Draymond were phenomenal once again. That duo has been incredible for them all season in, in the games they've needed to win. And uh yeah, I mean Draymond all around game. He's scored in double digits, which basically whenever he does that, they win. I mean it's anytime he scores more than eight, I think they have like an eighty percent chance of winning. So just getting him over that threshold and Steph being Steph, another forty
0: point game, he's been lighting up uh box scores all year. See, so yeah, Josh. Um, did you want to comment on the baseball style series because they did do a one in one? I want to touch on that. Steph Curry had thirty-seven in the second game and forty-one on the first. Um, but the Pelicans won the second game mostly due to um, Lonzo Ball's thirty-three, another thirty-three point game. I know that uh, also ties his career high again, so he's done it twice a season. Um, and then he went seven for thirteen from three. What um, are you with George in this one? Pelicans playoff push or?
2: Um, it's kind of funny that they lost the primetime game and won the league pass game. I know. That's that's, <laughs> that's kind of funny. Uh, I'm not with George on the Pelicans push because the inconsistencies continue uh, for the Pelicans. They win some, they lose some. They look good some games and they don't other games. And, I mean, it's a season and it depends. I, I don't know how much longer they're really going to try at it with with this uh, three that they have. I don't know if, how much they want to play Alonzo Ball. He's probably worth every penny they're going to offer him and some, but I don't know what their big idea is because when you have a team like this, you would expect a little bit of a better record.
0: George, any rebuttal of
1: that? Uh, I mean, his inconsistency uh, talk is, like, valid, but, I mean, their schedule, I think, is a little bit easier. I'm not sure, but, I mean, the Spurs we have – have- Spurs have been falling recently, and I just feel like, you know, just Zion and Zion alone with him.
2: Buddy, I wouldn't say that their schedule is easy. They close out Philly, Charlotte, Memphis, Dallas, Warriors, and then Lakers. That's not an easy schedule.
1: Let's
0: be real. Lakers
2: might
1: rest. Warriors, who knows where they're going to be. Lakers ain't
0: resting if they won game back from the Blazers in the play. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if we'll get there.
2: Oh, JoJo Zion Friday. Ooh.
0: Ooh, I'm excited for that. Um, moving on, uh, Knicks beat the Grizzlies 118 104, and it was the D Rose show. Um, this was kind of just
2: absolute abuse.
0: Yeah, he came off the bench, 26 uh, minutes, 25 points, 11 for 15 from the field. This was kind of just I don't know who, I don't know who fixed his knees.
2: No. <laughs> <But> it, <laughs> What do you want to add? What do you want to add? No, I know you're going to mention it in the stat, so I'll let you uh, continue, but... <laughs> but what, <laughs> no, what, what, what am I going to mention? Well, you take this oh one. What my, do you think? Oh, oh my gosh, dude. Uh-oh. It wasn't even offense. He put in The poor soul, John ja Morant, was getting outplayed by the guy that we all compare him to. It was, it was not good. It was not pretty. Yeah, John ja, Morant, two for 14, eight
0: points. Yeah. Uh, Green light Dylan Brooks, 25 points led them in scoring there. Uh, the Knicks kind of 17-point lead of the fourth quarter. It wasn't a very close game. I'll start with you, George, here. What did you take away from this one? Like I said, D-Rose, but Knicks are uh, 12-1 and in their last 13. Bit of an ESPN step, capping at 13 games, did, but they got a lot of momentum going to the playoffs.
1: Did D-Rose close? Can someone confirm for me that? Or... Uh...
0: Um, there wasn't really a closing lineup because they did take okay. a 17 point lead into the fourth.
1: I know that we've been kind of vouching for a different starter besides Alfred Payton, but I think what Tibbs is doing with how he has the lineup set up, I'm actually a fan because I know I think earlier on we didn't like it as much, but bringing Rose off the bench and it also preserves him because Josh is like, oh, how are his knees still working? He's only playing like 25 minutes and he's getting crucial minutes that I mean, he's a former MVP. He's going to help you out, he's going to get you, you know. Uh, crunch time buckets, and I just think you know with IQ there, it, it helps him out too a little bit. And just that when you have a guy like Derrick Rose as you know leading your second unit, I think that goes a, f- a far way in their success. Because I- I've been um I've been one to you know like with the Lakers, Mar- I wanted Marcus all out in the second unit because a guy like that helps the team you know facilitate play make and, and get easier shots. So I like what they're doing uh, with D Rose
0: coming off the bench. I would like to segue into Lakers, but I have a little more to add on this one. Uh, Alec okay. Burks is back uh, for the Knicks, and he was he was closing for them in that big uh, winning stretch. And like I said, I, we didn't get to see it this game just because it was kind of a blowout. But yeah, their closing lineup is normally Randall, Barrett, uh, Reggie Bullock, and then Alec Burks and either Tosh Gibson or Noel. Um, Noel was out like, this Gibson game.
1: closing games, man. This isn't 2012.
0: Well, they're missing Ooh. Noel and Robinson. Um, I don't know if you guys have updates on Noel. I didn't know.
1: Uh, he yeah, X-rays were negative, so I he might not be out that long. Okay,
0: well that's good because Noel's been playing really good. Um, yeah, Ethan, had, I mean we kind of touched on Memphis here. Not um, they got locked down by the Knicks.
2: Last thing, Tips defense, uh, this maybe. Is, this is a little bit concerning. Uh, Mister Tony Brothers uh, had the uh, very good honor of ejecting John Morant and Taylor Jenkins at the end of that game. So uh, you get an I, ejection,
1: you get an ejection, y'all get an ejection.
2: Thank you, Oprah. But, um, getting back to a serious point, I know Tony brothers is kind of like an accredited referee at this point. He kind of gets, uh, put with the responsibility of all the big games. And to be honest, it didn't, I, it didn't look like it was a crazy amount. Taylor Jenkins was probably valid. Cause he's just screaming and yelling at the point. It was, it was pretty bad, but jaw getting ejected like that. I'm not entirely sure. I agree with it too much, but, uh, Dylan Brooks also got a technical, so there's like about five technicals given in about five minutes. So it was a pretty drastic ending scene there. I don't, I don't well, know how that's going to translate come playoff time. And then but. that's
0: a good uh, lob up to. They didn't rescind Lucas technical because I know there was a uh, talk about rescinding one. He's one technical away from missing a game,
2: and that's I think it good. carries
0: into the playoffs. It will. Um, so it does. So he's at. He's if he gets technical in the playoffs, like the first show, he misses a game. Yep. Just like wow. what happened with Draymond. Well, Draymond was flagrant. So that's why I didn't know if it was oh. different. Oh, um, and Ooh. I did not know if no, it was flagrant. I don't know if it was like playoffs, like you get like five in the playoffs, and you get six or no. Oh, wow, really so they didn't over. rescind Lucas. He he will miss a game eventually because that boy do be complaining. Um but
1: and honestly, yeah, like you know, because sometimes people say, you know, players or coaches need to get technicals to fire up their team or you know, back their back their boys or whatever. But a lot of these teas from Luca are just, you know, kind of I mean, they don't completely cost them, but just unnecessary, a, a few of them. I'm not going to say all of them are,
0: but... Do you mean unnecessary as far as he doesn't deserve them, or just shut up Going, and to, play
1: going too far. I think he goes a little bit too far in okay. some of them, and, you know, it's you, you kind of need to know, you kind of need to be like, because he is the leader of their team, and you kind of have to set a precedent there, and, you know, you know how huge of a blow that would be if they were up, like, 1-0, and he gets attacked in game two, and then, you know, the other team goes on a run, it's 1-1, and, you know... So I'm not going to be like, oh, Luca needs to be more composed and all this. I'm not going to like critique him for it, but I just hope it doesn't affect them negatively down the stretch.
0: Well, I think I think he does though, because like you said, he's going to miss a game. Like and he's getting gotta, another tag. Yeah, he's gonna. Get he's another not gonna. One. It's not gonna. Oh, playoff time! I'm gonna shut up. No, he's Luca. He's gonna. He, oh, he, yeah. He's always freaking. He's doing the Andre Godal like arms in the front like that. He's always freaking out. Or the
1: or the brawn. Yeah, he's like looking up and
0: all that. But yeah, I mean, I, I guess this is the first time because you say most Lukas are valid, so you're kind of a, saying there. I, jo- jo-, and then Josh brought up that you know the refs, hopefully, because yeah, Tony Brothers is very like respected. He's been a ref since I've been watching basketball, so I hope hopefully this will the whistle the playoffs. Uh, Last game of Monday, uh, Lakers beat the Nuggets 93-89. And I know George watched this one. Uh, Was it your look ahead? Yeah. it was. It was. I made
2: fun of him for it, actually.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well... Also, it's a losing team. Uh, Jokic at thirty-two and nine and five. Um, did take it take him twenty-eight shots to get there? Michael Porter Jr. did stay efficient, over fifty percent, nineteen points, and not a whole lot else. Um, one other double-figure score: Javel McGee, ten points in twelve minutes, but that was kind of against Trez, just kind of getting dump-offs there. So, <laughs> I, I, I mean, that's that's not too <laughs> impressive. And then uh, on the Lakers side, uh, let's see, one uh five players scoring double figures anthony davis leads him at 25 didn't look like normal ad but he he was hitting those tough shots um that, like those a little floors in the lane there yeah he's looking like a disney but at least he has the ad in there he's not anthony you know uh under 50 percent kuzma kind of stayed on defense not a whole lot of offense george what did you uh what did you see here
1: yeah uh ad had a game-winning block there at the end. He had, like, one foot in the paint, and Compasso was, like, already starting to shoot, and he got out there and uh, somehow blocked it. I mean, it was crazy, but, you know, Compasso like, six foot, so whatever. I guess we're not going to harp on it too much. Uh, Marcus Hall was huge for the Lakers in this game, especially in that third-quarter stretch when they went on a, I think it was, like, 13 to, like, two run. He was, I mean, he was incredible defending Jokic, throwing transition passes, hitting threes. Lakers' defense was pretty sound on Jokic. I mean, I know he had, like, 32, but Getting twenty-eight shots is effective uh, on the defensive side, and you know MPJ, who was the
0: main defender because I couldn't cut. Ca- it was Drummond. Was it was some parts of the game. It, it was Drummond and Jokic. Uh,
1: AD didn't really switch to him much. What about Mark? Sorry, sorry, I
0: meant Drummond and Mark, not okay. Drummond and Jokic. My bad. And how did Drummond do on him? Because you know, I have to bring up that, that this was kind of the game he's, I've been kind of alluding to. Drummond he's physically is not gonna like help this team win,
1: like physically sound. He was fine. He wasn't getting like beat. A lot, but you know, Jokic just quick and he has the intangibles to like, you know, go do reverses and hit shots over him. I would say, I would say Drummond was like, all right, he wasn't getting cooked, but Mark was way, you know, leaps and bounds better uh, on that matchup. But yeah, uh, MPJ really struggled up until that fourth quarter run. I mean, I think he had like five, so their defense
0: was all around pretty good against Denver. So yeah, you know, before I get to Josh, I gotta do it to him. The MPJ slander, no. Andre Drummond slender. So I'm going to name some stats. Minus 11, three turnovers, uh, five fouls, and zero rebounds for Andre Drummond. Um, How many
2: points did he have?
0: Four on two for five in 22 (laughs) minutes. Efficient. (laughs) Not efficient. So where do you stand? Because I know you like Mark, and I know you've been defending Andre Drummond. I love Mark. So who – uh, where does Andre Drummond so, fit in? Because I asked, I asked Jay Sports, and I was, I was asking for the specific matchups, and he said non-versatile bigs. You know who's non-versatile big? You said Nurkic, and he sets screens for Damian Lillian. Andre drop- Dro- go- don't put, don't put Drummond in drop. Go- so okay. wh- where does Drummond have a role? So, on
1: so this listen, team yeah. So I, I vouched for wanting Drummond, but in the sense that he wasn't gonna take you know Mark wasn't going to get DMP'd I, I said I wanted mark off the bench for like you know 15 minutes which I mean wasn't wild because he was already getting 19 as a starter and I mean maybe like a JaVale role I said Dwight role originally I just don't think he can fill that for for Drummond you know six minute shifts maybe maybe a little bit more but you know he he had like 20 minutes in that game and I thought that was fine but I don't know. He shouldn't. Have, he shouldn't be getting you know north of twenty five or anything. And I, I think Mark is just almost the best in, in in really any matchup, just because like spacing the floor and he defends well on basically anyone, unless it's like some crazy athletic big, which you probably won't be seeing deep into the playoffs, unless you think eight in is some crazy mismatch, which I don't think so.
0: So Josh, I'll, I'll finally let you get a little uh, into here. I, I'll lob you a question here. So me and George were talking about this. So there's Drummond, there's Mark, and there's Trez. Um, we were asking who's going to be the odd man out there because AD and Keith are going to get their minutes just because they're versatile and one's AD. Um, it looked like here, so Andre Drummond, 22 minutes, but he sat most of the second half. Uh, Marcus saw 17 minutes. Trez was the odd man out with less than 10 minutes. Um, do you agree with that rotation by Vogel?
2: For this game, yeah.
0: For against the Nuggets or just this game? Nuggets. we'll see the Nuggets first round.
1: Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Don't count your chickens before they hatch, Lehman. I and we're we're playing the Clippers as, as of right now.
0: So you, so you think you think Trez is the uh, the you you'd sit Trez down kind of. Is he a DNP or
2: No, because there are moments where they have to uh, take Jokic out. It's very slim moments, and I think that Trez maybe can play the 4 at certain times. It just kind of depends on who's out on the floor at the moment. But I don't think he's a DNP. He's a pretty valuable player in his own respect. So I don't wouldn't DMP him, but I don't think he should be getting a majority of the minutes, especially because he just becomes the instant target for switching. Uh
0: you I know you're a big MPJ guy, so I'll ask Nuggets questions here. You worried about this game because they're pretty much fully healthy as far as what they have to offer. Um no Will Bar and no, no Monte Morris, Morris. But um no no shooter no LeBron for Lakers. Um only scored eighty-nine points and Jokic kind of struggled against the Lakers defense.
2: Uh, I Uh by there.
1: Lakers defense has also, you know, been one of the best, if not the best, all year. And they also just went on a nine and one, you know, a game streak out of ten <laughs> games. So I, I don't think we should be like incredibly worried because th- they won nine of ten. So this was just like a slip up game.
2: George, actually just grabbing the words out of my uvula and throwing them out into existence. Um, No, I don't think this is kind of what I thought the Nuggets would be without uh, Jamal Murray. I thought they would just kind of kind of struggle a little bit. But I mean, they've kind of exceeded expectations uh this i uh, like george said it's just a slip up game well the nuggets didn't play any game.
0: teams that were too impressive i mean the best oh, team they here played we was, go. Strength i'm just saying the, the best team they played was the grizzlies they beat the rockets twice they uh beat the they lost the, the yeah Warriors. but these aren't games
2: that are these aren't games that Toronto. Are close. these aren't games that are close these are games where they're like full-blown smoking them from the get-go
0: Beat the Blazers like one hundred
2: six one hundred five. Beat the Pelicans 112-114. I mean, <laughs> so you're so it was an issue when the Lakers lost, but now when they win, it's like a Nuggets schedule ain't looking too impressive. No, I'm just I'm, the,
0: I'm not high on bo- on either of them. I'm more worried about the Lakers th- and the Nuggets. I but
2: think, I think it's a slip up. I don't I don't think it's a big deal because you look at the stats for this game, and if the Nuggets do a couple couple things, they win the game. And then voila, they're still on like a win streak. But I still think they've been far more, ex- more, they've exceeded expectations, especially when you lose a guard like Jamal Murray. Yeah. So
0: fair enough. Uh, Tuesday, May 4th, may the 4th be with you. Uh, Suns beat the Cavs 134, 118. Hornets beat the Pistons 102, 99. Mavs beat the Heat 123, 113. Pelicans beat the Warriors, 108-103. Kings beat the Thunder, 103-99. Hope no one watched that game. Uh, Clippers <laughs> beat the Rams, 105-100. Uh, Clippers kind of come from behind right there. Raps hung with them the whole game. Um, I'm, we're going to talk about the big in a half am and I have you guys touch on just a few ones that I named that you want to touch a little bit more on. But the big one, Bucks and Nets linked up again. This time it was not a sneaky link. This was in broad daylight. This was an actual date. And Bucks, Bucks beat the Nets again, 124-118. Uh, um, I can name all the stats I want, but it was the same thing as kind of last time. Giannis versus KD. Uh, I'll start the conversation off here. First game, it seemed like it was, we're going to make Giannis beat us. Uh, take away everyone else. Uh, give Giannis the jump shots. Give Giannis um, the post hooks. Everything will go one-on-one coverage with him. And he scored 49. And in this game, he scores 36, but they let other people beat them as well. So they didn't pick a poison. They let Giannis get going, and they let guys like Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton get going as well. So, uh, George. George. Talk to me about
1: this one. So yeah, this is a good sign for the Bucks getting those uh, the two others of the big three in uh, Drew and Chris going, 23 apiece. Uh Yanni, he did get his 36, 30 shots though. I mean, I'm not gonna say it's totally concerning because he's not gonna take that amount of volume in the playoffs. But uh yeah, the uh I'm kind of concerned about the Nets defense on him. They just have nothing to throw at him, they're just doing like one v ones, and he he will take advantage of that
0: every single time. So yeah, Steve Nash I, did the coach thing last game, where, where they're like, "You what was he's, he was like, um, there's no strategy for Giannis, that this, that of that." And then he threw a new strategy on us, and it didn't work either. So I, I that coach staff is known for their defense, really. So I mean, obviously, got to watch some Toronto Raptors film and figure out how to stop this guy. But they just don't have the personnel. They, they don't. They
1: don't. They don't. And going, letting him go one on one, getting downhill and going to the room. I mean, that's like you know what he did, what he's been doing, you know, all year in the regular season and. You allow that in the playoffs, they could they could go home early. So I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see. I don't know if they're gonna have something else cooking up in the playoffs, but I mean, if, if they're not, then that's a good sign for the Bucks moving
0: forward, especially with uh, the rest of the team's performance. So, Josh, you and Shaq kind of coined the term "timely stops." Outscored uh, by eight in the fourth quarter. Uh, there. I saw the stat. Uh, Brooklyn Nets thirty three and two when leading going into the fourth quarter. Milwaukee Bucks 1-18 while trailing going into the fourth quarter, Ooh. and they won. So this was a complete blunder by the Nets. How how you feeling? Good. Not
1: great? I mean... It maybe, should be great. I mean, Thanks, Kawhi, for the one-word answer.
2: I mean... No, I still feel good about this game. I I don't think that – I'm still a firm believer that not all three of Giannis, Middleton, and Holiday are going to show up in that series. And I'm also fairly – I'm more so glad that it still looks like Kevin Durant can get whenever he want or can get whatever he want whenever he want. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, Kyrie Irving played a really good game. He kind of disappeared towards the end. Uh, but again, the Bucks. I I honestly think that this is kind of like a I, I'm torn because one of, a part of me goes like Steve Nash isn't really gonna like pull out the big guns for like what their game plan is to stop Giannis in a regular season matchup, even if they lose. And this team is far more playoff experience than we kind of think. So I don't think that they're really gonna be too worried about that. And then the other half of me goes. Well, they have Steve Nash and Mike (sighs) D'Antoni. So, do you think that they just want to outscore the Bucks and like just hope their 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 three Hall of Famers can get it done? Like, I'm torn in between which one, uh, which part of my brain I'm gonna allow to speak my opinion. But I mean, the Bucks played played a very good baseball series. These are very good wins for Milwaukee, especially because of the stat that you named. Um, And I say timely stops. I mean timely stops, like. I don't, I, they, don't get stops against, they don't get stops against guys like Giannis. They get stops yeah. against teams like teams well, you that are You rolling. know
0: who the second and two, three seed are Joel and and Giannis. That's why Yeah, I,
2: exactly. So so like they I mean they're con- I still think conference final is their floor. I still think that if they mm. played the Bucks in a best of seven, they're gonna beat the Bucs in a best of seven. Um and again, I think a lot of people are underestimating the, the James Harden return. Uh, because again, this is KD and Kyrie. So once Harden comes yeah, back, we're looking gonna, at a complete. They're going to score more 18. than
0: 118. You're going to score 130 in the playoffs. That'd be unheard of. Their, you, their issue isn't scoring.
2: Do you guys think, issue? Go ahead.
1: George, do you guys think they're going to try and employ some sort of defensive uh, strategy or it's just going to be, you know, yeah. the, the typical D'Antoni? Oh, they,
0: they have to figure something out because yeah, you don't
1: they, think they're they, going
2: to do the D'Antoni switch it on defense? All they, switch? they should. They should incorporate something. And I'm hoping Steve Nash kind of takes that initiative. Do I think they will? I'm still kind of torn. So, Josh, because
0: the, these are uh, it's not going to. So, your question. These are kind of like the basic ones, like, "Oh, we let Giannis beat us, or we make the other people beat us," and neither of them works. And you got to get some more complex. George, what was your question going to be? I
1: was going to say, so, Josh, you're confident enough that even with Harden coming back, that the defense won't be, you know, fall off even less. I know Harden isn't like a terribly crazy or terribly bad defender, but you're you're acting like Harden's going to come back and their their score is going to jump like 15 points. We know that's not how it works. You know, the ball has to be integrated more. Harden has to get his shots, and then on the defensive side, you know. It's hard. Get, the
2: get the guy up. that led the the guy that led the league in assists before he got hurt. That guy is that the guy? I, I'm you're talking just about? I'm
0: just saying because you know no the of, guy they have to sub out Uncle JG for in the starting lineup who gives you defense <laughs> for James Harden. I'm just saying you know a lot of people have been like oh you know Nets, <laughs> you know
2: Nets only <laughs> lost he by three in the Jordan. first game. Jeff Green's playing center against the Bucks. Not against
1: Giannis. I'm, uh, to wrap this up, I'm just saying, you know, people are like, "Oh, Nets only lost by three in the first game," and you know, integrate Harden. You know, it's not going to automatically go from lose okay, by three guys. and integrate okay, wait, Harden's wait, 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 27 wait, wait, wait. points and win by 24. That's oh, not how Josh said. All, right.
2: All right, wait a second. Wait a second. 11 of 30 for Giannis today. Also, like, I mean, I knew he didn't shot. He didn't shoot too great. But all the shots you guys were talking about that he need that they were giving him, he was making, and now here he is. 36%, okay, but so they win 33% one game. 33 from three. They
0: win one game. Giannis does everything. Giannis fails a little bit. Yeah, 11 for 30, not good. Guess what? Middleton and Drew Holiday combined for 46 <laughs> and this, points Josh, on above 50 percent. If shooter. this was
1: if this was last year's playoffs, they get wiped off the floor. Guess what? They have the luxury of now Drew Holiday, and if Chris Middleton can step so, up better than
0: last it, year, also Dante a, DiVincenzo, it, 15 points, 15 boards. It is a,
2: it is a genuine miracle to think that George is sitting here confidently saying, "Oh, Drew Holiday is going to boost Milwaukee more than James Harden is going to." No, boost he's not the saying that. No,
0: he's saying the Bucks' ceiling with Drew away. Holiday is is exponentially better than it was last year.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. I'm okay.
1: saying the Bucks can get away with a performance like this now that they have Drew. I'm not saying
0: that it's going to make them automatically I don't think beat they the can Nets
2: with a fully healthy Nets team. I don't think they can. Have to I'm going to say right now, I
0: think you're overestimating how much James Harden is going to do for this team because there's guys stepping right. up. You know, Mike James, 10 points. Blake Griffin, 9 points. Joe Harris, 12 points. JG,
2: 10 don't points. Say, don't shots, say Blake those, Griffin, 9 those, points. Those man.
0: points <laughs> won't be there because Harden will be soaking them out. And, up. you know... They're not going to score 130 a game in the playoffs. That's not how the playoffs work. So they're... they're, they're they it's don't need a lot scoring. more
1: half-court offense. The game slows down. You just don't get enough possessions. And... Lehman does make a point, you know, when they do eventually get Harden back, if it is the first game in the first round, it's also going to be, have to. okay, how do the bench players, you know, integrate with a full big three? They haven't had that much, if at all, the season. You know, has Blake even played with the big three yet? I don't think so. Has, you know, so we'll, we'll see.
0: Uh, one thing, j- just 30 seconds because I thought of it, George, we talked about the heat, if they can get an offense catch with their defense. Is this? It, it, they're a title-contending team. Is that the Bucks? You mean? <laughs> no, I'm I'm far less concerned with the Bucks on that end. Well, no. Are the Bucks a team like that? It are the Bucks? What would happen if Miami's offense caught up with their defense?
1: Hmm. I mean, I
0: guess, but that's, that a lot a of comparison? that's a lot of offense you're talking about, but sure. Hypothetically. Yeah. I'm not saying the heat will do that, but I'm saying we've been looking for a team that if the heat could do that. They could take those nets. Yeah. Yeah. The
1: if okay. they had enough offensive firepower, yes. Could have explained it a little better. Yeah.
0: Uh, so we are going to kind of just not a whole lot of great games on Tuesday, but some touch, some stuff to touch on there. I'll start with you, Josh. Uh, what game do you want to kind of attack uh, besides the Bucks nets?
2: Uh, just quickly. Uh, because I kind of want to reemphasize how good the uh, calves rotation is. Uh, They lost in OT, 134-118. They got absolutely steamrolled uh, in the overtime. It was not good. Yeah, it was not good. But, however, Isaac Okoro finally showed out. 16 shots, 32 points, 6 assists. This is kind of the game I've been waiting for because I know that he has the potential to kind of be like his own scorer. He's also a phenomenal defender. That's kind of the reason they they drafted him because... I, I, as much as we love Sexlin, they, they are a liability on defense sometimes because the a height Okoro a brings that and he brings athleticism. And he finally showed out uh, Sex and did this thing 29 7 and 7. I know this is kind of a slip up for the Nets and, or not Nets, the Suns. And we've kind of seen them do this. Uh, they picked it up, obviously, in OT. But again, I think that the Cavs might have four or five players that they can just genuinely keep to rebuild. And that's not, that's something a lot of teams can't say uh, especially considering the fact that they are, I think second to last in the East. And if you look at the team right under them and the team right above them, they do not have the same pieces that the Cleveland Cavaliers have. So hopefully they're able to figure it out. I think it's kind of like a front office thing. I think they needed a new identity in the front office and I think they need a you know build up their bench because when some of the scoring options come off they become a practical garbage truck they become a middle school team when colin section isn't there to put the ball in the basket sometimes so they hate colin and Sexton you get too, Kevin Lowe, supposedly
0: so. yeah we'll get to that uh yeah. phoenix is very lucky they've been healthy because they have a lot of games like this where, like that they, they don't this isn't what the phoenix Suns. They're, they're not Fluke like contenders were like, oh, this is what they actually play like. No, they're a really good team, but they, they fall
2: asleep. Play down they they fall play down to their opponent. They fall exactly. asleep like
0: one third mm-hmm. of the games of the year. And if they weren't healthy, if they had injuries, the like Chris they would Paul, not be.
2: The Chris Paul crisis. They,
1: like, what happens if from... Chris Paul gets hurt in the playoffs? Uh oh,
2: they lose. They get, That's what happens. They, they lose every game after that. Actually, they, they, they
0: go sicko mode. Rockets edition. That's what they do. <laughs> um, so yeah. Thank you. You kind of broke that down for me. I like that. Uh, George, what game do you want to touch on here? I have the second
1: half of the baseball style series between the Pelicans and Warriors. Pelicans, you got to win here by five, 108-103. Some oh, very interesting things happened in this game. Uh, throwback to the, what was it, 2011 Super Bowl, 2012? I know Josh doesn't want to talk about it, but uh, the lights went out in the Pelicans <laughs> arena. Steph had 35 on 12 of 20 before this happened. It was 20, It was 2012 post lights going out two points on one of 11 and he they, it, it's it's kind of like the same thing that happened actually no in, in that super bowl game that the niners got momentum no, it's, and it's like when the
0: cramp got the ac turned off and then he couldn't play <laughs> well after that. that's basically happened. basically <laughs> so uh yeah warriors
1: uncharacteristic choke actually not really 2016 but uh, Lonzo was incredible. Uh, seven for 13 from three, 33 points. I mean, he's been, I know he had a really bad game like a few games ago, but outside of that, he's been pretty solid offensively this season. He's kind of finding his mark on that end, and he's probably going to command a pretty big free agency bag, which I don't know if David Griffin's going to want to pay him, but silver lining, uh, to end this off two games out for New Orleans with the 10 seed. You know, I picked him to make that, so let's hope. Would you pay Lonzo? Let's say he wants 20 mil. I'd pay him 20 mil. He's only 23. I mean, he's only going to get more consistent. And, you know, if he can, because I know we've talked about his defense and what we think of him versus other, you know, uh, starting point guards, he can, you know, become an all NBA level defender, which I think he can soon. And he's only 23. He has a lot of potential. You kind of want to lock him in because 20 mil, the caps also going to rise in a few years. Once we get more fans back in the stands. I think that I think that's <laughs> going to be a bargain for him.
2: Okay. Twenty mil bargain
0: on. for Lonzo
1: Ball. Hold
2: on. In a few years, potentially, we could look back Josh on will. it
1: being a bargain. I'm saying.
2: Okay. Well, I I don't want to touch up on that because he kind of has a, a a point with the Lonzo Ball thing. It could happen. You never know. And it's just one of those players where it's like he may not be worth the money now, but it's like an investment. We had to talk with Ben Simmons about it, or like when he got his extension. But I'm looking at the Spurs schedule. <laughs> And oh my gosh, they have a Russian roulette. They have one bad game against the Kings and the rest Jazz, Blazers, Bucks, Nets, they, they go to New York and then they play the Suns twice. So I don't know if CP's gonna get his rest my, there. My, my and boy
0: DeMar needs to come
2: through. <laughs> the Spurs, the Spurs, not gonna lie, uh, have been this last four game stretch that they've had is kind of bad because they keep losing these really close games. Um they lost to the heat really close. Jason Tano had to drop 16 and they lost a close game. Ben Simmons tipping. They've just had bad luck and they lost to the Jazz without Donovan Mitchell and I believe Mike Conley also. So not not very lucky. I still think the Spurs will sneak in there. I don't I'm not on the George train but it is it, it's a toughie. <laughs> I don't.
0: I don't have a specific stat, but for as someone who keeps a close eye on the Spurs, just because I like their roster, they lose so many overtime games and so many close games, like you were talking about. I want to see the stat at the end of the year. I guarantee they're like probably like two in ten in overtime games, and they go to a lot of them. It just doesn't work out for them. Uh, another thing, just to piggyback on George for the Pelicans, uh, a good stat for once that I have to get the Pelicans, a uh, young team. Uh, not great at closing out games. They don't like following Stan McGone's, uh instructions. Outscored the uh, Warriors by nine in the fourth quarter um, and win by five. So They're also trailing going into there, so kind of rally back there. Um, I'm going to touch on the Mavs and Heat uh, one because Tim Hardaway Jr. and the pa- he might win like Player of the Week. I don't know when they cut it, but he's dropped forty three and then thirty six in this one. Um, and he- they put him in the starting lineup because were they missing anyone? Yeah, w- when they miss Porzingis, they slide him in there. And he plays the three for them and they slide Willie really Claus down to the five. Um, yeah, I I I I he's their six, man, but he just drops buckets sometimes. But main thing I want to focus on here. So no Jimmy Butler, but I don't know like how how confident I'm in this heat team. Just because I've seen the last few weeks, like I I don't know if they get out of a first-round series, if they get anything other than a four or five matchup. Because I know I know George or I know Josh has them against the Bucks um, if they if they link up, but I mean if they even if they I'd probably take the Knicks over them so I don't really see them getting out of the first round. Do You guys disagree with me there? Am I giving a hot take?
1: Uh, no, I agree with you. Unfortunately, I've kind (laughs) of sold my stock on the Heat. Only like this only only way is if depot somehow returns healthy i i don't even know if he's returning this season i said maybe if harden wasn't playing they could beat the nets but i have retracted that statement <laughs> so i don't thank god <laughs> i don't see, i don't see it at now all we can monetize so,
0: yeah. the podcast i'm i'm in the
1: same <laughs> uh same boat as you uh, uh i think yeah josh
2: yeah i think a lot of what happened last year was just because teams were underestimating how good they were uh house <laughs> Not Mickey Mouse, but like, you know, just like the expectations were a bit higher. You know, Jack Carlos playing Tyler Hero and Tyler Hero is rapping for Jack Carlos. So, you know, until they thung, they freaky Friday their way back. And all oh, this summer, you gonna to fix my time. jumper. Little it's do we know of, he it's needs it's his jumper fixed. Oh, <laughs> it's, <finding>. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of difficult for me to root for the, or not root, but it's kind of difficult for me to pick the heat. However, the one special case they have. The Milwaukee Bucks. So no, so. no, no, it's different. It's different. It's different.
0: It's different. So, I promise you. Um, I promise you, it's different. I don't want to spoil a playoff preview because maybe they link up in a in a in a, in a two seven 46. matchup. But are you are you are you saying like you might take the? It's going to go long if if it's the Heat Bucks.
2: It will it, go long. I don't know how many games, but it I, I don't know, man. There's we something about money on that, this. Playoff. Playoff. Butler. Play right. Butler.
0: Well, that was the recap. Uh, sure and sweet as always. George, halftime. Halftime yeah. for two reasons. Yeah. Half is the show. George the half yeah. hooper. He's also half asleep. So, George, take it away. We're
1: going to start with some uh, old man yells at clouds type stuff, but it also involves Richard Jefferson. So, Skip Bayless tweeted out at Richard Jefferson saying, now kissing back to LeBron on the Gilbert Arenas podcast, saying LeBron is a better scorer than MJ. Uh, RJ obviously needs to LBJ back on his tripping podcast. So transparent and absurd. And RJ quote tweeted it saying, can someone please explain to the senile old man I work for ea <laughs> the network that has basketball. I can't even go onto a show at Fox. He knows that's why he shoots these dusty blanks. Why don't you hobble your old expletive onto road trip and pod no networks and no restrictions so uh lehman uh showed this one to me and said that we should uh talk about this one so i'm gonna leave the open floor to you because i have really nothing much more to ask so take it well, away I, lehman
0: i don't have a whole lot to add it was just super funny i and know talk about rj and i was like I want, no I want
1: old it. man
0: yeah so <laughs> rj we know rj's a, co- a comedian he hangs up with channing fry they're just a good duo um i don't know what he, he didn't really defend himself um, as far as like getting back on the LBJ train. Um, he just said let's talk it out. He he basically did the equivalent of like they're arguing in a bar like civilly, and he's like you want to take this outside. And that's what he said to Skip. So I mean I I don't know what he wants to talk about on the road trip and podcast. Uh, but he makes a great point to Skip that he can't he can't really fire back at Skip because he works for ESPN and Skip works for Fox. Josh, you had anything to that?
2: <laughs> it's just funny. I love when like the retired players come and like for a good year or so, they just like make fun of just pure analysts and then they become they all become Paul Pierce. All of them. <laughs> they all do. Kendrick Perkins, funniest man. Like the first year that he was doing it, he was just making fun of analysts, and then he became Paul Pierce. Well, they, they'll they all...
0: they'll cut you if you don't become like it's someone normal. Like, look at Ryan Hollins. It's like,
2: it's like brainwashing. It's like genuine brainwashing. That Ryan Hollins watch. came on.
0: He was like, not, not a single correct <laughs> take. Not a single correct take besides Luka Doncic. You gonna number one on the draft. Everything else was off the dome. He was like George operating at 4.30 a.m. It was not good. And then they finally currently 4.30 a.m. Can- Thank you very much, Levin. <laughs> so, yeah, you kind of got to get your act together. But, yeah, not a whole lot to add there. I just thought it was really funny.
1: All right, moving on. Uh, amid a year of difficulties with players and staff, Pacers coach, not even going to pronounce it. Nate Bjorken. Nate, Nate, Nate some Bjorkin. I, did I say that right? Anyways, uh, his future with the franchise is uncertain. Pacers are 30 and 34, ninth place in the Eastern Conference. Uh, he has work to do on relationships, supposedly, from Woj with key players in the locker room. So I guess he doesn't have control of that. So uh what i'm gonna want to ask is do you think he's fired at the end of the year and where do they go with a potential replacement i don't even know who's on that staff i think is he a pop disciple
0: um i don't know for sure i know he was on the staff with mcmillan and he got promoted from within Mm -hmm. that's the only thing i know about him
1: all i'm gonna say here is i don't know why they fired mcmillan i mean he has great success now with uh with Atlanta and it, it kind of didn't make sense for them firing him because you know they ran into like 2018 playoff LeBron which is like one of the best we've ever seen and I did who they run into in 2019 or did they not make the playoffs then uh
0: 2019 was that was the year before the bubble yeah was it I Raptors or Sixers yeah, who it, oh. or did they miss
1: Anyway, someone can look that up, but I just felt like he was dealt an unfair hand just because he kept running into, like, the top teams, and it's just, like, nothing you can do. So I I, I felt like it was a little premature on firing him, but uh, do you think he's fired, and who did they bring in, Josh?
2: Um, I think so, just because uh, they just lost their best player. Uh, they played the Celtics, and they got sweat. Nope. Yeah. Oh. Oof. Well, that team um, made the
0: conference finals. Cavs make the finals. Heat make the finals. So, George's point does like, still stand.
2: Yeah. As far so, as, like, um, competition. I mean, yeah, they just lost Oladipo to uh, just player personnel and that kind of, like, morale and chemistry thing. So, I think just to prevent anything from exploding within, I think Larry Bird will be pretty pretty prominent on he wants all of his guys to work collectively, especially because that's the Pacers' identity. Like I know they have Sabonis as like their number one, but they work the best when they have all their guys. It's not like a clear-cut guy that's like the number one superstar. He's not like a billboard guy. Like when you look at Indiana, you think about how like well in-depth they are with their roster. So I think they definitely have to fix that. Lehman?
0: Uh, Josh Every every point Josh made is correct, but I don't see him getting fired just because if you guys can name me the last coach that got fired after one year, um, I'd be pretty shocked. I think he gets at least one more year whether it's earned or Mike not. Brown. <laughs> but was Mike uh, Brown?
1: No, he was fired
0: like six games into that that second season. He like went counts, one and three in his second Cowan, season. He, seasons, he, he got picked buddy. up. That's now if was fired five games in the next season, I, I'd be all for it, but he's going to, get. A, he's going to at least <laughs> okay. be coaching for the first game next right. season. Um, yeah. People forget how good they started the year. Um, I know Jay sports doesn't because they're bonus guys, but they started the year very well. And then as soon as injuries happen and as soon as they traded Oladipo, they were getting a player who I thought was better in Levert, but then he missed a good 30 games. Uh, they missed TJ Warren the whole wow. year, almost all of Jeremy lamb this year. Um, and, there's excuses there, but also if it's player personnel, Josh hits it on the nose, you need to like get that injury. You're, you're the coach, and I, these guys probably love Nick M- Nate McMillan. I know the Atlanta Hawks players love Nate McMillan. Uh, Brogdon also is for injuries. Bill Brogdon played 56 out of the 64 this year, Sabonis so 55, and Turner 47. So, they, so have, uh, they have battled injuries.
1: So the last coach to be fired after their first year, Igor Kokoskov, the Phoenix coach. when uh, Oh, Phoenix, yeah, when they got Monty. Yeah. And then also D'Antoni, when he was with Denver, I don't even remember him being with Denver, but yeah. uh, Short leash. Fired in his first Was that
0: one of his first gigs or was that like –
1: 1999, he went 14-36, and and then he uh, went to Phoenix after that. Oh,
0: and when all that turned out. Yeah. (laughs) Silly Denver. (laughs) But uh,
1: moving on, we have two injury updates here to uh, end the segment. So LeBron is going to miss these next few games. It says he's expected to. I think he could potentially come back against that Portland game because it is important for seeding, seeing what happens if we do beat or lose to the Clippers. But anyways, we're going to speculate like he misses two games. What I want to ask you guys is, are you concerned about his body going into the playoffs? Because, you know, high ankle sprains for like any athlete in their prime because, you know, in football, it's a, it's a demoralizing injury. So are you guys concerned or you think he's just making sure he's 100% Lehman?
0: Uh, I'm done trying to figure out LeBron. <laughs> We uh, about this and, all the time, is, man. He's such a little drama queen. I need this attention. <laughs> I, here, here's a selfie with my boot on. Here, oh, I lost. The, I got swept in the finals. Here's my wrist cast. Look at me. I, I, I played the whole year with the, with, with my wrist injured. All this, dah, 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 this. He's just covering his tracks at this point. Now, this is a lot more serious. High ankle sprain. I'm sure he was didn't just take six weeks off because he wanted to fake an injury. I'm sure he was injured, but um. Yeah, he could be back tomorrow. I, who knows? He's LeBron. And I just know if we flame out, he's going to come. He's going to hobble in with the walking in a walking boot on. It was broken this whole time. The the, the the foot, the ankle, the leg, it was all broken because LeBron couldn't win the finals.
1: But, yeah, before we get to Josh, that Portland game, uh, potential tie-breaking implications because it's 1-1 currently. Whoever wins that game gets the tiebreaker. And we don't have it against the Mavs. So if we don't have two tiebreakers against Mavs and Blazers, who are currently like what five or six, six or seven. I mean, that's that's huge, that'll shift us back down to plan. So that's why I think he could return. But uh, Josh, what else do you have to add?
2: Did you hear what he said? I'll never be 100% healthy again. Yeah, I know, I know. And then he's stupid playing comments, too. Frontrunner, frontrunner. Last time he's, he, <laughs> he's so sad. That's you. so funny. I mean, Is, he. he he just upset because he has to do more, and he's older. He's becoming an. I. It's a miracle because he's the age of an old head, and here he is still producing like he's still twenty four. It's a mir- It's insane. But well, um, he
0: has unfair expectations, but he met them this year. So like, we, we, it,
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't. It I is. don't know. LeBron is LeBron's such an interesting character. Lehman kind of hits it on the nose, but I do know. I do know. Unless he's genuinely hurt. He is going to zero dark 30 and lock in. I'm I'm, I'm
0: praying to Zeus that it's all like a mirage. I, if he, I really if hope he, so. If, he,
2: if, he, if he's playing in the playoffs, we have a very good shot of winning.
0: Yeah, if anyone could, you know, pick this up, you know, then players are missing together. Uh, people want, you know, there's whispers in the locker room. You drop LeBron in there, he's the one who could fix it. So it's yeah. going to be up to him to save this Lakers season, that's for sure.
1: So really quick, another injury update. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton will be out for the year. No structural damage, ligament damage, but they're going to just shut him down. Uh, Josh actually brought this question up to me, so I'm going to give him his credit, and he can answer it first. So uh, the two-point guard lineup they ran, and uh, Josh, do you think if it's going to work or not in the future?
2: This is so difficult because I really like Halliburton, and it's kind of hard to just look at somebody that was top three for most of the year and the Rookie of the Year standings and go maybe, maybe not. But they, I mean, the Kings struggled this year. I think that they should keep Halliburton until they address, cause they had definitely have more, uh, they have bigger needs than uh, that th- worrying about Halliburton's future with the team. I think they need like stuff, especially in uh, the paint but and they need to keep some guys and figure out what they want to do like they got they got they got their work cut out for them uh come this off season a very bright spot and i think that if they choose to make him available um then they will definitely uh i I lost my i lost my check they'll they'll definitely be able to ship him for a good package because if they because he's just been playing out of his mind and i'm not entirely sure about the combo guard thing because they both look like, uh, playmaking, uh, point guards at first, but I know Fox is more than capable of becoming a scoring guard. It just depends on the transition. Uh, if he, and, and you have to also wonder if his, uh, assist numbers take away from his game. Like if you lower, make him just shoot purely kind of like what the Kings did with Tyreek Evans, when they took him away from the point guard role and they made him like a, just a scoring guard, it lowered his, uh, his standard. So I don't know if they're worried about that, but I think that it was a good experiment. I think that they still roll with it and try to address their other needs in the offseason.
1: Well, since uh, Scott Van Pelt gave us the rundown, what
0: else you got, Lehman? Uh, he has a lot of good points. I, for one, do really. I like the, the Fox Halliburton backcourt. I think they can stick with that for sure. Um, I, It's weird where Buddy fits in, but either they move him to three or they ship Buddy and keep uh, Harry Barnes there just to get 20 a night. They will they're gonna have another lottery pick this year. So I they, they should go uh they should go big, kind of make up for the for the Mar- Marvin please, Bagley
2: pick. Please, man. Please for, get a uh, get a uh, win. I, I like
0: Rashawn Holmes, please. but if like they can get him, I don't know where they're gonna if they could get like a Mobley. Oh my oh my goodness. Um just any kind of big in the draft. Um George, is that the end of halftime?
1: Yes, sir. Short and sweet, as uh, always. I
0: do have one thing to add, another injury update. Uh, SGA, Shea Shea, um, Gilgis-Alexander, their coach came out and said he has a significant tear um, in his, I believe it's meniscus. I don't know for sure. I thought it was a foot injury that kept him out. It is a foot injury, but I, I feel like the uh, the lowest was a uh, meniscus. If you could double check that for me, because I don't want to scare because meniscus is pretty serious. Um, yeah, I, he was shut down for the whole year, but this also kind of goes towards him wanting to play for Team USA. Um, it's a month after the season ends, and if it's a significant tear – Plantar um, fascia, that's his foot. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, he has a significant <laughs> – <laughs> you seem annoyed, but hey, I'm going the autonomy isn't anymore. your thing, Lehman, it's all right. Yeah, neither his stats got a 52 today. But I mean essentially I he's shut down for the season, but like I said, team USA, he was willing to play there. I'll just keep talking. We're moving on to the post halftime topics. Um I got a few questions for you guys. Um, and we're just gonna see where it goes. So it didn't
2: compliment George after the halftime. Well, look he kind of let me out the dry there, and,
0: and and he forgot SGA. So ne- next next time he'll get his flowers. This time, uh, also center your camera. I just see your head. <laughs> it, it, it's funny. It's funny. I'm so no, far away, but you can yeah, hear me so
1: head. well.
2: Wow, goodness. Okay. James Sorry, first question, <laughs> um,
0: Carmelo Anthony. Um, I don't know if we could have covered it last pod, but I know very recently he moved in the top 10 in the all time scoring list. Um, so he's number 10 now, uh, he should pass Moses Malone. So he he scored 27 K, uh, roughly 27.3 and most is 27.4. So he'll probably pass Moses right into the mic. You are tired. Okay. Um, and he'll probably pass Moses this year. So moving to nine. Next up is Shaq with 28.5. Where do you guys see him finishing? Is he gonna leapfrog Shaq? And if he does, will he catch Wilt at 31k? I'll start with George.
1: Uh I think he gets past Shaq,
0: but doesn't pass Wilt. So he ends up at eight. So he's gonna score. You have him scoring at least one 1.2K more. Put him put him angle. in the
1: Lou Will roll for like three more years and he gets it.
2: he's 37. Sheesh. Josh. I don't think he passes Shaq. I think he's like at the 28 point. 28.1, maybe high 27s. I don't think he gets there.
0: Fair enough. Uh, next question. So we talk about it a lot. Uh, players complaining about the play-in tourney. Uh-oh. I want to hear you guys as fans um, and obviously respected analysts. Just give me, like, your quick thoughts and maybe a 1 through 10 rating of how much you want to see the playing kept around. I'll go – I mine's a 9. Uh, I, I love it. I mean, having a podcast, there's a lot, there's a lot of things you need to talk about. And – um the plan turning gives us a lot to talk about josh
2: um i'm gonna say a six because while i like the idea of a plan i think that it shouldn't really i think the what the reason they did it was because we had that like eight nine where the nuggets and timberwolves played each other that one year i can't remember what year i believe it was 2018 maybe and the winner um that was was,
1: jimmy was in it right yeah. So then 27, 20, yeah, 28. Oh, he's
2: hurting he oh, his brain. Oh thank, Lord. Thank, thank goodness. He paused me for 10 seconds just to, you know, validate what I originally said. But um, yeah, like the winner of that game goes to playoffs, loser goes home. We don't really get that, but the atmosphere was a lot more different. I remember I wasn't even at home, but I was still tuning into that game. And that's not really like something that normal people would do. Uh, so I like the idea. I do think that I don't know how much I like the tenth seed, especially in the East. Uh, this isn't a knock on the Wizards at all, uh, but I'm just saying, like, Sounds at like this you. point, it at is. this point, at this point, the Wizards are close enough for the ninth seed that they could just flip flop, and it could be like a Pacers out. Because like I'm not entirely sure. I really like the tenth seed there. I think that it should just be like an eight and nine battle or something relatively like that, I think that they should include a little bit less because then you're only stuck with like five teams, whereas like two-thirds have a shot at making the playoffs rather than the half that we were at. That's kind of a big jump for me.
0: That's a nice little wrinkle you could add, just the 8-9, so 7 solidified and 10 just nothing.
2: And the thing is, you can even do like reseeding. Like 6-9 through nine has a play-in, but it's just reshuffled. The only, there's only one playoff spot that's fought for rather than two.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's fair, George.
1: I agree with Josh to an extent. I do like the thought of it for this season, especially because, like, of all you know the COVID issues and injuries we've had, it allows teams to be able to recover. You know, look at the uh, Wizards, but I do have a problem with potentially like being the ten seed. And I know I, I love like the Wizard story and Ross this season, but I just feel like because last season it was only eight, nine and it was a certain amount of games you had to be within. I think that should be implemented as well. That's I don't, because like, what if, what if the 10 seed, like what if the wizards were six games back of, you know, the ninth seeded pacers? I know that's probably like impossible, but you get what I'm trying to say, right? Like what so if team I'll,
0: I'll, I'll bring up this to help your point. Uh, wizards are two games back from the eight seed. Yeah. Um, and the uh Spurs are one game back from the 8 seed.
1: Okay, so see those teams would actually be trying to compete in a normal season and Wizards would be too. So I mean well, actually to an extent no, would the Wizards have gone on that, you know, 8 game win streak to get themselves within or would they have shut it down? So I guess it is a good point there, but I do like the 8-9 more, you know, less uh play- chances to get in higher stakes. And I also think Cut back the games. I think it was what five in the bubble you had to be within. I would like that too, but
0: maybe it won't have to get to that. Hmm, okay, yeah, I, I think it should j- good just because yeah. If we had you know, if the Wizards don't pull their head out of your your you know what, and they're like five games back from the eight seed, then it's like okay, this is a little bit of a pity. They just have to win one game and they're they're in. Yeah, that's a little odd, but yeah, they're all also they're the, all pretty close.
2: The, the also another thing is that we've constantly harped about the fact that like. Teams just stop trying in the regular season, so and instead of making it more competitive in another way, they just say, "Hey, we're just going to make more teams able to get into the playoffs," which ma- gives enough. which gives teams more slack.
0: I, d- I really like your just eight nine. So we'll see how it goes this year. If it's exciting, then they're going to keep it because it's going to get views. Yeah. Um. But I I think you make a good point there. Just have the eight nine seven solidified because then we wouldn't have the. Mavericks or the Lakers complain because they're not gonna be the eight seed. So I, LeBron said that. I, I, I like when they complain. I think I think it's kind of goofy and it's funny. funny. It, LeBron and Luca just you know being upset, it's fun. Um, okay, so next question. We all saw Kevin Love just freak out about a week ago. Um we kind of touched on it, but he needs to get out of Cleveland. Like he just needs to get out of there. Nobody's what, no, gonna what, want him. What's one player that needs to be traded this offseason? I'll start with George. That's not
1: Kevin Love. Hmm. It could be Kevin Love. Okay, no, I'm not gonna say it. I'm gonna say C.J. McCollum. I'm sorry. I think <laughs> I think they gotta break it up. I know Dame and him are you know butt buddies and whatever. And I think some people on Twitter say they just think C.J. is gonna retire. A blazer the way it runs there, but uh, I want I want Dame's prime to be maximized, and I think he should be moved. So oh yeah,
2: because they're totally gonna get a proper package for C.J. McCollum and Damian Lillard's morale blow it up. At all. Blow it up. Josh. I'm, glad have, I'm glad you have literally no soul and kind of don't understand the... Uh, it is the 3 a.m.
1: I've been up since 8 a.m.
0: Stop flexing.
2: you got up on time today. Hours. <laughs> almost 24 Congra- hours. Congra- congratulations, George. That still doesn't change the fact that you turn off my team chemistry on my association. Anyways, uh, now George got me all riled up, so now I can't even think of a, uh, a player. I... <sighs> I'm, i I got to go with the home. I got to go with the pick that I've been saying all year long, Kemba Walker. I know he's improved, <laughs> but he just doesn't help the Boston Josh, Celtics, about
1: man. To blow up I, the J Sports. I, I just. I, I, I just don't know.
2: And okay, that Kemba and John Collins, because I do think that John Collins is kind of lowering his. He's a restricted
0: uh, free agent.
2: He is lowering okay. his a sign and trade. It's okay. very possible. I sure. think that I think that his value with the team is lowered, and before it becomes to the point where he's just like. Solidified in his role, they should trade him just for his the potential that he gives another team. I don't think that he's fitting very well with what the uh, Hawks are doing, especially with the rise of the Trey Young, Clint Capella one-two punch. They've kind of just forgotten about John Collins. But I just like saying Kemba Walker trading because I love when when Jay Sports. I just I imagine his face when he sees when he hears me say (laughs) Kemba Walker needs to be traded from the Celtics. So.
0: Okay, so I promised that uh, I'd have a quote here. So so we're all familiar with NLE Choppa, right? Uh, critically acclaimed rapper, uh, shot of are flow gonna, one through five. Are you
1: going to start singing Camelot?
0: I, I, I could. It, it, I, you want me to hold? F- no, I'm, I'll do that the next podcast. I ain't so going to say too much. So he tweeted um, before Zoe was popping off. He said, you're an all-star next year. I can bet on it at ZO2. at Lonzo. So he has Lonzo Bowman in his first all-star game next year. Who's going to be their first make their first All Star game next year? I'll start with Josh. He's going to take first All Star game.
2: Yeah. Um, why doesn't George go first? Because I have a few in mind. Actually.
0: I actually have a few too. Oh, you're oh, you're both so good at this. That's, okay, that's we'll, awesome. we'll go I'll, to I'll Josh. go
2: then. I'll go because he was whining about uh, about me taking his, and then he's like, "Oh wait wait wait, I have a few. Uh, I'm going to go Christian Wood. I think that when they finally get their team <laughs> developed, and I, I, was that yours? Was that yours? One of two. Oh, so, let me guess. The other one was De'Aaron Fox.
1: Nope. Shay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I think Christian Wood uh, will definitely benefit from a healthy Rockets team, and I still think I still would love them to take Evan Mobley because when Christian Wood becomes just a full perimeter threat, he just becomes a triple level scorer at six ten, and he plays defense. Like, there's no way. There's no way that he doesn't. Put up all star numbers next year. Since Lehman stole
1: SGA from me, uh Colin Sexton, I thought he could have been close. My one. I mean, I think he had what
2: twenty five points per game this year,
1: and uh I don't, I don't <laughs> know.
2: <laughs> all star voting ended right after that Nets baseball series. Mm-hmm. What a starter. starter! Him and Beal, know <laughs> him and Jalen. Yeah,
1: I don't, I don't we'll necessarily know. know if he can dethrone any of the top guards, but you know. I, we'll, we'll see. I, he, he's definitely deserving of one in, in these next few
0: years. Yeah. Uh, Mellow Ball. I think he joins the, the the Luka Doncic, the Donovan Mitchell, of making an All-Star game in your second year, um, which is pretty pretty tough to do. Uh, but I think he can do it. He also has the popularity vote there. People vote him in. Uh, second last one here. So Tom Brady, I'm sure m- most of you guys are familiar with him. Um, he was asked if he would trade two Super Bowls um, of his seven rings to complete his nineteen oh season that he choked against the, the Giants a few years back. Um, and he said, I would absolutely. Um, what's one thing a player in the NBA would trade championships for, or, you know, anything for money, um, accolades just to get something that they want very badly. I'll start with George.
1: So this one's a little bit unique. I don't know how I'm going to be able to phrase it, but I think you guys will know uh, what I'm trying to say. So I'm going to go with Isaiah Thomas. He kind of rushed himself back after injuring his hip against the Timberwolves, I believe, when he uh, drove to the hoop and he like kind of landed on Carl Towns. And he, rushing back, he uh, re-aggravated it in that conference finals against the Cavs. And then he, that was the season he was a free agent, missed out on a max contract, and was never the same. So I think... I think maybe, you know, if he had the chance to like sit out, but I know he's he's a fierce competitor. I know he wasn't, especially because I think his sister died that year too. So, and I had like props to him for playing through that. Maybe he would have been more cautious because he lost a lot of money and potential. I mean, he could have, he was a top five MB, MVP candidate. So I'm going to go with that one.
0: We'll see. So yeah, that was the year. I'll, ju- I'll just slightly correct you. He was a, uh, he was traded to the Cavs the next year and then he was a free agent after that. And I don't think any team really picked him up. He was um, yeah, but he was he was gonna get that that contract. Yeah, he was gonna get that, that bag for sure, even yeah. from Cleveland. And then he was traded to LA, but he was traded to LA because he rushed back. So good one. Um so does he trade it just for he doesn't rush back? Just the opposite time machine doesn't rush back. Yeah, like like I'm something?
1: saying like just if he knew that was gonna happen, he probably would just sit out the whole season. Fair enough,
0: Josh.
2: So I've been thinking about it now. I got, now I got a few of them. So we'll quickly go down the list. Uh, The first one, I think Steve Nash would trade in both his MVPs for a shot at the 2007 finals. Uh, If you just think that Stoudemire and Boris Dale don't get suspended in that horrific referee game. uh, I think that Steve Nash would more than happily be an NBA champion. I still think he gets in the hall of fame because I still think they uh, demolish the Cavs, maybe in five instead of four. Uh, but I think that's a good one for and an absolute win for all the Canadians in the world because Steve Nash, and M- uh, NBA champion. You betcha. The second, second one, I think Dwight Howard uh, would give up the Superman label and one of his defensive players of the years if he could get Hito Turkaloo to stay one extra year in Orlando just because Hedo Turkleu became absolutely useless when he wasn't in an Orlando Magic jersey and if they keep that whole team and they still trade Courtney Lee for Vince Carter, that's Nelson Carter, Turkleu, Richard Lewis and Dwight Howard for you guys counting at home. That's a scary team I and mean, they made the he, conference finals that year.
0: Yeah, and that, that was 20 2010 or 2011. 2010.
2: 2010. So, ooh, wow, okay, yeah. yeah. 5. So, I <laughs> uh, I don't know about that one, chief. Um and the last one, I think T-Mac would give up all of his uh, high-scoring seasons in Orlando if he could go back and fly to San Antonio and listen to the Greg Popovich-Tim Duncan dinner because he probably would have signed it right there. Or he would have oh gone God, and that saved and Toronto. insane. Oh, dynasty insane. Oh, my I God. The, the Lakers are – I think the Lakers probably would have beaten They have 15 the, rings right now. I don't I don't go wouldn't go that far. I was gonna say that I think the Raptors beat the uh Sixers if they have T Mac because it was a one shot difference. And I do think that the Raptors would still lose to the O one Lakers, but after that it's fair game because the Lakers started going the decline. T Mac had that thirty two point uh per game season the year after Vince Carter was still doing his thing. I don't think he goes in into- Oh absolute win for the Canadians at this (laughs) point. Like I I think my hypothetical should just give me like I should just Steve Nash wins rings.
0: The, the Toronto Raptors T-Map stay relevant.
2: Rings. The Raptors are champions before they're champions,
0: and maybe they don't hate, hate Vince Carter for those ten years because he left him and missed that game-winning Drake shot. Drake
2: can't Drake can't use being Canadian as a personality trait, so he actually has <laughs> to do other things to get into the rap game.
0: And it doesn't involve rapping; he just keeps acting, <laughs> and everyone wins in that regard. Oh, that'd be so awesome! Um, last one here. We're talking about Steve Nash so much. I'm sure everyone's familiar, and I'm just bringing this up so I can oh, post God. the pictures. Uh, in our in our Instagram um, post for this episode, but everyone's heard of perk Novitsky uh, <laughs> him, him and Steve Nash went partying that year. and that on one, town. And I always thought it was one night, but there there's multiple haircuts, multiple clothes of them partying. so they they went multiple nights. they were party animals. I wanna hear one or two players that you would wanna take on the town with you. I'm gonna say you can't pick James Harden. You can't, you just I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? You can't you can't pick James Harden because he's, he's the first overall pick. It he, he no, he's the LeBron James of Party Animals. You're not gonna do it, you're not gonna do it. So I'm gonna start with George so you can regroup, Josh. I would absolutely love to see
1: Nikola Jokic in a club, man. Oh my make god. Make me pop like that, that guy. Oh, dude. That That's I feel boring. like that'd be funny. I mean, just like getting because I, I don't even know what would happen if the dude was intoxicated. I don't even know how he would act like more goofy works, than he is it now. Works,
2: it works perfectly because George and Nikola Jokic, I think same the same body type the party. They're the guy that sits in the corner and goes, they don't know this while they're just <laughs> sitting in the, in the no. corner. Same, same thing. Him same and Nikola
0: Jokic show up and it's like the mini me from Austin Powers. <laughs> <laughs> That, that oh, so, man. just you don't get even another one, George, because that, that one's funny. But you have any other ones you want to throw out there?
1: Oh, I mean, the obvious, like you know, like a J.R. Smith or a Deion Waiters, but no, maybe, nothing
0: else. You, maybe Jokic brings a plus one Jamal Murray, and Jamal Murray brings his hot girlfriend, and then you guys, nobody go that that'd be a good
2: <laughs> <run>. <laughs> Josh. Who
0: are you partying with?
2: Um, it does it have to be a player still playing,
0: no, but he has to Nick. be what age he is right now,
2: Nick Young oh yeah
0: yeah uh, nick
2: Nick young nick young and steven jackson
0: (laughs) steven jackson (laughs) that's 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 my loud wait (laughs) that's
2: that's my i would have said i would have said
0: meta world peace too well you can't say those two and leave one out matt barnes is coming too it's, it's the whole Matt, Matt,
2: Matt Barnes comes there, but we lose him in the party because he got arrested. Well, and, he's Gil- up and, somebody. and Gilbert Arenas is
0: going in because he's Nick
2: Young's Gilbert best friend. Gilbert Arenas is shooting up in the party. We didn't forget about the AK scandal, Gilbert. <laughs> he's the on. reason
0: that Matt Barnes gets arrested. <laughs> Whoa, George. <laughs> you can't say- <laughs> All right. Look ahead time. I'm going to make you go first, George, because you just said something very disrespectful in the chat. Battle of L.A.,
1: baby. Oh, he has one. Thursday, Battle of L.A. Lakers. LeBron's probably not going to play, but, you know, Homer pick. And Lakers did look good in their last game. 80's looking
0: better. We'll see what happens. I wonder the last time George picked a look ahead that wasn't on national TV, so he didn't have to actually illegally stream anything. He just turns on East i not let Adam Silver dox me, man. <laughs> uh, Josh, look ahead.
2: Um, I'm going to go, I'm gonna cheat. Sorry guys, I'm gonna go with no. the East. Um my look ahead is gonna be the East play in because we have Russell Westbrook uh going to oh, face Giannis and the Bucks Wednesday, uh 5 p.m. And then on Thursday, the Pacers play the Hawks, five p.m. And the the Raptors. So two games for the wizards, one game for the Pacers. Uh, Oh no, the Pacers play the Kings. So both relatively competitive, uh, both have one competitive game and one not so competitive game. Uh, This is a big Mm -hmm. game. Uh, Most notably, definitely the wizards bucks. I want to see how Russell Westbrook is able to overcome the fact that Giannis is like seven, five when he puts his hand up, uh, but it'll be interesting to see how that shakes up because I believe they're tied right now. They are half a game apart. Well, we're going to see Drew Holiday thing. on
0: Russ, which is going to be very, very interesting. Oh, oh heck so, yeah. Um, I'll take the the other one, uh, TNT on Thursday. Nets, Mavericks, lot, a lot of offense. i uh, into that one. Probably going to be 140-144. Um, First I'd, to 130 wins. Hopefully, um, everyone will be playing in that one besides, obviously, James Harden. But, I mean. Pingus Pingus. Pingus Pingus took last game off. He better play this one.
2: Oh, I dare Dorian Finney-Smith on Kevin Durant. Oh, no. Don't stop hating on
0: Finney-Smith, man. He didn't do anything to you. He's, he's a he's a fine player. I don't understand. Dorian uh, Finn Mickey. Oh, that's where we got to end it now. Uh, Let's <laughs> to do it. Um, as always, always thanks me. for listening or watching. And if you'd like to sure, make sure to follow us at TH Hoopers Instagram and Twitter. I'm, I've, I've come to the conclusion. George has given up Twitter because his actual account is taking off. Um, so he has no room for the TH Hoopers anymore. He might go Hollywood on us pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but tweet at George now. Uh, G one, underscore what? Martin 21, baby. You'll know it's him because he's a fake ass Gucci belt in the profile. <laughs> <laughs> uh but you tweet at him. I guarantee you'll get a response. I guarantee you will.
2: Thanks, uh, Chuck.
0: So um, that's going to do nice episode. <clears> Thanks <throat> nice for OG, and uh, take care, everyone. One minute.